Don't cry because it's over. Cry because it happened. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Monday. Uh, Drake Toll alongside Cameron Stewart. Both of us have worked for Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears at points in our lives. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. Thank you for making it your first listen every single day. I want to apologize for being overly negative going into the Creighton game and pretty being pretty definitive that Baylor would lose to Creighton. I didn't I didn't think it would be like this. We'll get in the conversation the rest of the week over whether or not this Baylor season was a success. But Cam, the game last night against the Blue Jays was just never really that close. Yeah. I think they got it to uh, five at one point in the second half. Uh-huh. And it almost didn't feel like five. Like you weren't like, yes, like it's just a matter of time. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of like the Marquette game without as much a lopsided um, score in that it was like they were led like the first media timeout, but it was tight. And then they just didn't lead again. <laughs> and um, yeah, it didn't really feel like, felt like it was there for the taking, but didn't really feel like, okay, Baylor's, Baylor's in a really good spot now. Never had that feeling. You know, Fang, Fang tweeted it out that, you know, Baylor lost to a better team last night. And to a, in, in the same vein to me, it's like saying when Baylor lost to Marquette, they lost the better team or had they lost to a UConn. Um, yeah, I, Creighton was, was seated at six, but their body of work could have put them in a seven or an eight seat. Like they, they weren't over seated. They were two and nine, I think against quad one teams, they were super inconsistent, but they went out and said, Oh, Baylor has the hundred and second best defense in America. Well, we'll take that and we'll shoot 46% from three. And Baylor said, hey, if you guys want to shoot any three-pointers, just just go ahead and do it. Just get out of the way. Go ahead and shoot them. See what happens. And just buried. Like, Baylor got absolutely buried because Creighton didn't miss. Yeah, those first uh, first couple possessions, they went to the the big fellow there. The, the big fellow. Cockburner? Made of... Made of uh, Made of paper airplanes, the way he goes down. He was weak and soft oh, and small. He sucked. I hate that. Um, anyway, he got like two of the first three baskets. My dad texted me and was like, This is gonna be this is what I feared, you know, big man just exposing uh exposing the big guys defensively. And I recalled a, a conversation I had with Matty Ice, Matt Matty Ice BU, yeah, uh, to which he said uh a few days before, he was like, um we actually like our big men aren't good, but we're not getting beat by big guys getting buckets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when's the last time that happened when we lose this year, it's because we can't guard guards and guards go wherever they want. Um, and so that's what I was thinking. I was like, we're doing fine. That's going to come if we just stop leaving shooters open. And that happened the whole night, bro. The whole night that once that <clears throat> got to pick up that second option, uh, that second screen, Bears are just not have not kept up with it all year. And well, that's what th- if if there is a recipe for Baylor to win that game, that's this is kind of the recipe. Let's turn it yeah. into a shootout. You guys shoot a bunch of threes. We'll shoot a bunch of threes. Mm-hmm. Baylor is the analytically like 
much better offensive team, they should come out firing and have an advantage. And instead, Baylor shoots 23% from deep. LJ Cryer has almost half the team's points in this game, which was a huge development, 30 points in total for him. Uh, but nobody else seemed to to want to hit three. Flagler's banged up. Apparently, Keontae George has mono, and by the way, is shooting like 22% mm. since he got hurt against Texas and again had a pretty bad game. Scotty B. the Baylor King put it perfectly in his game recap yesterday. Uh, obviously... Obviously, Mono did not help Keontae George, but Sot Selection didn't either, which I thought was a great own true. from Scotty B. The Baylor, the, the Baylor King, and a very good point. Uh, you could pin, there was there were some bad calls. The officiating, that little short, small, tiny man with the white hair was bad. He was not good. It was a, it was a poorly officiated game, I would but say. Not Baylor, the difference, but bad. Once you get three offensive foul calls on moving screens, you adjust do something different and Baylor just kept doing it including the cheap one against Ocean Wounded there at the end that mm. could have made a slight difference uh would have put it within six with like yeah. two minutes to go yeah um but instead the Bears lose by nine and Creighton moves to the sweet 16 and Baylor's season is over I we haven't even gotten to flow Thamba yet which we will God rest his soul he's not dead he just never will play a game again for Baylor basketball oh played a lot of games man he's played a lot of games he didn't really play a lot of well records, last night. man. Yes. A lot of records. Flo Thamba's name is there. Um, <laughs> there were there were times where I, I told my roommates, we I watched with about 15 people. I said, every time Baylor's on offense, just watch Flo Thamba. Don't watch anything else. Just watch Flo Thamba. And he would run out to the top of the key and he wouldn't scream. He would just kind of stand there with his arms out and then he would turn around. And he, all he does is just turn around and and that was it. I, I also like that he's never um, – I don't know if it's like him mad at refs, mad at himself, or mad at coming out of the game, but he's never like okay with the coach's decision to bring him out of the game. Yeah. You know, Every time he's on the bench, he's like not even just like, oh, what can I do? Like angry. It's my time, man. Yeah. It's I was about just, to break out. <laughs> like a starting pitcher who's like, that's my guy. You can't take me out now. Like That's what I always – makes me think of when he's coming off the court. I'm like, can you just once be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's on group me. here. All right. That's on me. Yep. Coach. Yep. I had I a, uh, I have, uh, I have four fouls. I understand that. I, uh, I won't say who, but I had a former player's parent that messaged me. It's like, I can't do it anymore. It's like, Whoa, <laughs> Whoa, what? Like, I can't, I cannot do it with him anymore. And I was like, all right, well, that is it's good to know. There is, there is a, vocal majority that I hear like literally word of mouth day in, day out about the flow Thamba subject than what you see online. Florence, Florence Thamba, whoever started that Twitter account. Legendary. There has, there has been a discourse. I don't, I don't know. Josh Ojemuda was getting more minutes too, but flow still started. And, and I will, Hey, and Josh was better defensively in this yeah. stretch here. This oh yeah. Three games. Uh, that he's seen some more time again. Because um, that's why he wasn't playing in the middle of the season. People were just like, put Josh in. That's mm. easy fix. So it's like, well, he's he's worse defensively than Flo. So you're just going to get more angry and our problems aren't going to be solved. Um, but he played better minutes. The Drunk. Yeah. Caleb Lohner um, had a really good round one. Round two, he was Caleb Lohner. Uh, he tried hard, man. <laughs> That, I was gonna say you got the effort. It's what you I like about. Effort. Yeah, I think I don't know if it was you or Brandon McKenna who said he's a golden retriever. 
And do you ever do you ever take the the rope and throw it up to your golden retriever, and he goes to catch in the air, and it just completely misses it, like hits his teeth, and then lands you know, in the, the mud. If if I had described to you the game he played last night, and been like, okay, two two three weeks ago, been like Drake, if Caleb Bloner gives you this game in the tournament, you feeling good? And you're like, yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah, you'd be feeling good. Like, but he just plays out of his mind on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Like anything we've ever seen from it. No, we've never even seen anything close to that. Um, like to if add, Jalen Bridges does that, it's impressive, but you've seen it. You know he's capable yeah. of it. To no one knew. Add to the storylines, too. I, I, I have questions for obvious reasons myself. Langston Love plays three minutes against UCSB, comes in, goggles on, comes out, never see him again. Never see him again. Nobody asks. Nobody mentions it. Nobody talks about it. Goggles are off. Never comes back in. He would have been good to have when no one else could score. We'll hear matchups. I'm sure there's truth to it, but people were saying that about Dale Bonner all season. Kid and I was see. like, and I was like, Dale Bonner didn't play f- for like four weeks. So and like, he could it's see not, not a matchup thing. Like there's something bigger here. I don't know that it's de- hugely detrimental, but. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just maybe they didn't like the things he was seeing on Friday. I don't know. Now maybe he didn't like could the things be the case. he was seeing. Yeah, you can't see. Speaking could of not be being case. able to see, um, I would hate to not be able to see myself in the mirror when I watch myself eat Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best bar that there is. If there's one saving grace to March Madness, if there's one saving grace to Baylor losing to Creighton in the round of 32, not going to the Sweet 16, not moving on, busting up most of my brackets, the only saving grace to all of this terrible stuff, Bilt Bar, the March Madness bracket that they're doing. Because my favorite Bilt Bar is the Coconut Almond. And right now you can go vote for that. Vote for it at thebiltsmarchmadness.com. Biltmarchmadness.com. Uh, bracket. So right now, if you vote, 50 lucky listeners will get a free box of Built. A free box. One listener will get a 12-month subscription to Built. It's a year free of Built bars or puffs delivered to you monthly. You got to try Built. Built is the best protein bar ever. Seriously, there's like no calories and a bunch of not sugar and protein and all kinds of jazz. BuiltMarchMadness.com right now. Vote for your favorite Built bar puff or bar or puff, not puff bar at Built. Dot com. Um, you know the defense. Do, do you think so? Let me give you some st- some specs here. Yeah, Baylor only gets out rebounded by five. That it's not bad against a Creighton team that their guards rebound really well. Baylor Shireman's their best their best rebounder. Um, Baylor shoots forty six percent, forces fourteen turnovers. Like I, I truly believe. That the yeah, Bears... they almost forced them. They almost forced Creighton to their season average in the first half. Yeah, they turned it over ten times, and we're still down by ten at halftime. Yeah, yeah. I again, I Throws I don't like a lot see... of missed opportunities. This wasn't a oh Baylor just completely crapped the bed and played as poorly as they ever could have played, mm-hmm. uh, aside from one aspect, and that was five for twenty two from deep the thing you do best we said it all year Scott drew said this team's gonna live and die by the three they literally their season ended they they died blood everywhere by the three pointer yeah and we've seen them a couple of times this year few and far between a couple of times where they've become like a two point shooting team that wins on being efficient and efficient alone 
uh, I think of like the UT game, um, that Kansas game, that second half. Uh, they weren't lighting it up from three, but it's a tough thing to do, man. And you said it, we heard it from um, press conference one that this was going to be a high volume three point shooting team different than we even seen in the past couple of years when they've had some of the best three point shooting in the country. Uh, so yeah, it sucked. And that, that's ultimately what it came down to. If they hit their average, that's a totally, totally different game. We'll get it. We'll, we'll talk about this over the course. Of what the was the final time. margin? Nine, seven. What? Uh, nine. Creighton, Creighton made nine. 11 three-pointers. Baylor made no, nine. nine point oh, game. point? Yeah, nine-point game. Creighton also went 22 for 22 at the line. Ugh. That's insane. That's, That's insane. That is so Des Moines. Baylor had... Uh, Omaha. Uh, Omaha. I always get them mixed up with Drake. That's so the, Omaha, though. Still. Baylor had true. five assists. Five steals. Five oh, assists. Parker Thune's team. That's right. Oh. Five assists. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> not not good. The offense was again. You know, I didn't feel like the threes were terrible looks. Bunch of the moving screens were awful. Like I, I just uh, don't know how any how those happen. Like, what is going on? It's like we're in we're in the March Madness. We're in the NCAA tournament. How are we doing? This? <laughs> how are you guys landing these gigs? The I'm telling you that guy. He's <laughs> now. Baylor is now two and six with that one specific That's official on the floor. Ridiculous, man. Two and six. Like we can't be having that in March, Matt. And Didn't I, we have something like that last year? Am I making that up? In the uh, Carolina game, it was something similar, or it's like Scott. James oh, oh yeah. Ref. But the weird part was that they were terrible, and Baylor got down twenty-five, yeah. and then they chunked. Um, uh, what was his name? Big hairy guy. The uh, Manic. If they chunked Brady Manic out of the game and then it flipped and the officials we're, were like awful they did that for, for UNC. Um, that <laughs> yeah, was one of the worst. That was a bad, game. bad game. Terrible on both sides. Terrible. This one, I didn't like. I, I want to say bad. It was bad. The calls were not good, but they were consistent. They kept calling the same thing. Yeah, I kept and calling Baylor. Stuff. Yeah, and Baylor like, kept yeah. doing it. They're like, all right, well, if you're going to call it, we're still going to do it. And they, they did. kept non not calling contact in the lane like you needed some serious contact yeah, anytime Creighton wanted to flop it was like all right well mm. give him a foul I guess they were a whiny little team they were not I didn't, I didn't like think them. I was going to be as frustrated with this Creighton team yeah I was like all right <laughs> fundamental guys they play basketball the right way and they didn't they were like them. little little whiny pansy their coach has a shoddy history as well so I imagine that's from the top down I wonder if you got any kids that played hoops I don't think so. No. Not even like when Baylor played them in 14? <laughs> nah. Yeah. Um, it would have been good, though, I bet. Probably I would have made the difference. Probably would have won them the game. Yeah, they did lose by 30. To preface how the rest of this week's going to go, we're going to have conversations about Keontae George and Kendall Brown. Uh, I tweeted out a comparison. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's obviously not a direct comparison at all. Um, but it opens into a bigger conversation of one-and-dones at Baylor. Scott Drew has now embraced the culture of one-and-dones, and Scott Drew has now been bounced in the first weekend two years in a row uh, following a national championship with one-and-dones kind of at the helm of these recruiting classes and helms of, of the team. Uh, and then and then also talking about overall, was this season a success? And and we'll get into that over the course of the week. But that's the one thing I want to land on before we go into Scott Drew's press conference, the one-and-done culture here. Like it's just, it's never been Baylor. It's never been, that's never been the fit for Scott Drew's teams. The national title team in 21, all five starters were three-year guys at least. And now it's, all right, let's get the top 
you know, let's go have a top five class in America and try to win with one and done guys. The, the teams that win national championships aren't doing it that way. Yeah. So therefore, I think it's something Baylor needs to adapt to rather than completely give up. Um, it's just the trajectory of the program. Uh, you think this could be a one and done school year in five years? I, I mean, no, it's never going to be Duke or Calipari's teams. It's not going to be that. Um, but they'll have as many one and duns as uh, Kansas has one every year, right? Um, Who was theirs last Texas year? Texas has one every year. But you know what I mean? Like on the whole, these guys, they don't have five of them, but they have one or two of them every mm-hmm. year. And clearly that's the trajectory that we're headed in uh, that we've been on the last couple of years. So <clears throat> anyway, I, I just think it's something they need to get better at rather than ditch, but we'll see, you know, it's, you know, Duke has gotten back to one final four since they won it all with that first true big one and done team. Uh, Kentucky hasn't won in 10 years. Yeah. So Clearly, that is not the best formula to go by. But you'd also think that the way Scott Drew gets transfers, that he's going to be just this darling of the portal. Mm, yeah. Um, Who knows? We're going to hear from Scott Drew in this press conference post game after losing. Ah. Oh. Well, I should say I I think that's the way the trajectory is going to continue to go. He's yeah. not going to become a worse recruiter by any means, but but. Since winning a national championship, that's back-to-back tournaments. Not even out of the first weekend. Back-to-back. Yeah. Three out of four (sighs) tournaments. So that's not even – I'm just saying a mark on the program on social media. We laugh at Purdue, and that is definitely way worse. We laugh at Virginia. That's still worse because you got upset bigger. But we're in the same trajectory right now. Yeah. Right now, um, the worst Baylor athletics year. That's how spoiled we are. Oh, this is far time. and away the worst Baylor athletics year yeah. that I've been in college, at least. Uh, oh, easily well, my time because because you got to think the Lady Bears always had great teams. Yeah, always this has easily been the worst. So they would save our ass sometimes. Easily, but for the most part, you've had good football or good basketball. This has been one of the worst Baylor Baseball. athletics years in the last ten years for sure. It's been in the bottom half, without a doubt. Uh, probably bottom three in the last decade or so. So that's that is a weird thought. To have none of your major four make the quarterfinals. Yeah. Uh-uh. And we'll have a longer offseason to talk about that. Baseball is good again. <laughs> Wherever that hey, came from. First Big 12 team to win a conference series. Wow. I mean, wow. First ones. Uh, first and ones. Women's basketball plays today against UConn at UConn. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Glorious Campbell. Hey, fantastic on Saturday, though. That was actually yeah, a really awesome game to watch. Really good to win. Actually I a really awesome game. Tweeted that thing. I was like, no way they're, no they're going to win this one. An hour and a half after the game, and the entire, entire world burned down. I like I like when I can't. I like when they get it's a joke, but they tell you that comedy isn't your isn't your strong suit. Right. I don't I don't know what's I happening. enjoy those it's ones because like, there's one of those every time. Like Baylor was down to UC Santa Barbara and came back and won down at half. So I say Baylor has never, <laughs> never come back from a halftime. Deficit but it happens every time you do game. one of those. Someone, someone says, and like, of course the first comment I guess is like, this is a joke, but this is so dumb. You're so the unfunny. first comment. I hope this is satire. 
Next comment. It literally happened last game. Do you think how little do you people think of me? Cloud emoji. How, how little? The cloud emojis are good. That Dale Bonner fan guy too. I don't know what's happened in the last week. He's one. Of, he's he's in the, he's in one that's on all on all of them. Absolutely. I don't know what I did to anger God <laughs> and man, but I pressed that button. I pressed it hard. And it I am wallowing away. I had a seven hour car drive and I just sat and looked at myself in the rear view mirror and thought, is this my life? Responding to nameless, faceless people. Like, what is going on right now? Like me tweets, Baylor has literally never done this. As an oh, obvious, God. obviously. <laughs> It is to show that Baylor has just done this. Don't freak out. Let's freak He's out for other reasons. Kind of doubting the Lord here. Like what? What is this is... creation he has made? <laughs> I, I I like <laughs> stepped on a crack. <laughs> Some kind of seance. everything that's happened to him at this point. Somebody it's brought like, a Ouija board out a couple I weeks wanted ago. To be. This hard said, work, all the sleep I've missed the last four years, is this what it's gotten me? A demon. Can you curse one person? And the demon said, yes. Who art thou? They just, that little Ouija board thing, just D-R, and then it finished it all out. Here I am. Be and gone. You know any good national championship while you're there, but Arkansas makes more Elite Eights? Yeah. You know any good Catholic priests? Any good... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Any good exorcists out there? I, I I've got some stuff I got to deal with. Uh, speaking of stuff to deal with, this Scott... is like my grandmother, dude. My my grandfather died uh, last year, and since then, my grandmother is now telling us how much she loathed her mother-in-law. Oh, like she, the mother-in-law, has been dead for years, but she would just never reveal this to anyone while my grandfather was alive. And so now she's just letting this loose. She just hated her mother-in-law and she was, the mother-in-law was so mean to her. And it's just like 60 years of pent up just coming out right now. This is what it's reminding me of. I'm going to have, tomorrow's show is going to be entitled Drake Addresses Twitter. And that's it. That's the whole title. You've got to. There's going to be so many people happy with this. I'm going to spend a half hour just your clown emoji. You know what? Not me. You, your clown emoji. We did it. We got it. Um, Scott Drew. Yeah, all the TCU stuff never fazed me, but this this is my downfall. Uh, my comedy career being worse than some other people in the district. Um, next up, Scott Drew. Scott, thanks. What do you got to say, Scott? Please take it away. First, we want to congratulate uh, Creighton on a on a game well played. Second of all, want to thank uh, City of Denver. I thought the hospitality was tremendous at the facility, the hotels, restaurants. It was a great experience for our team. Uh, third, uh, nobody likes losing, but uh, uh, our coaching staff is really proud of this group, the way they carry themselves, uh, uh, the men that they are, the way they represent our university. We couldn't be more proud of them and love working with them every day. So uh, life is short when you get a chance to spend time with uh, guys you really enjoy. Uh, it makes it really rewarding. So. Uh, disappointed we couldn't uh, um, keep playing, but uh, proud of them. Take questions down here in the front row on the left. John Warner, White Coach Tribune Hero. This is Adam. Uh, obviously, their center scored a lot of points the last game. Was the uh, plan to maybe try to stop him? Uh, but I guess at the same time, you might have had to give up a little outside. Uh, yeah, we uh, wanted to collectively. Um, do a good job making it hard for him. You know, credit to Hillflow 
John and uh, Josh for what they did. Um, but, you know, credit to Creighton for, you know, their ability to make shots. And, uh, you know, we weren't able to get enough stops to pull out the game. So. On the right side, fourth row back in the aisle. Uh, Kendall Katzikum, 365. Scott, when you think back to coaching Flo and Adam over these last five and four years, what's that meant to you and what moments kind of stick out right now? Oh, great, great individuals represented the university uh, uh, tremendously. Um, great memories uh, and blessed to be able to, to work with them. And they've done a lot for our program, uh, raised the standards and uh, always carried themselves in the utmost professional manner. We'll go in the front row on the right. Adam, to kind of pack around Associated Press, to kind of piggyback off that question right there, what do you hope your legacy is going forward? What do, what do, you, what do you want people to remember about this team in 2021 and what you guys accomplished? Uh, just that we're a resilient team. You know, there were moments throughout the season where things weren't going our way, but uh, as a group, we collectively just wanted to continue to fight for one another. And, uh, you know, credit to God at the end of the day for allowing us to even be in this March Madness and be able to play. Um, so I'm just thankful for these guys. I'll go to war with them any day of the week. We'll stay in the front row here on the left side. Uh, this is for LJ. Uh, you, you guys got quite a bit behind, made a good rally in the second half. Did you feel like uh, you were in a pretty good groove and that individually and that the guys are kind of feeding you there, kind of finding the hot hand? Um. I mean, yeah, but I feel like, I don't know, we ain't get the win, so that's kind of irrelevant to me. No disrespect, but yeah. Okay, we'll go on the right side, row three on the aisle. Brendan Plow in the Denver Post. Um, you know, Coach McDermott was saying how much of a, I guess, defensive effort it was to really, you know, shut you guys from down from, from beyond the arc. Um, I guess, what, what did you make of the, um, the looks you had tonight and, um, you know, what maybe Creighton did a, to clog some of the, the shots tonight? I mean, uh, they're physical. Um, they grabbed. Um, I mean, yeah, they were real physical. Made it hard for us to get open. Um, and they fanned out whenever you get to the paint. So, um, I don't know, they just tried to make it. Um, they tried to run us off the line, too, make us shoot more twos. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that seemed like that was their game plan, and they executed. Left side, fourth row in the middle. Michael Higbaylor, LJ, this one's for you, just kind of off of, on, on, on the note of Adam. What have they meant, you know, for this program over the years, and what's it like playing with them? Um, I mean, having them has been amazing for me and my growth as a person and um, as a player. Um, the guy next to me is like a role model to me. He carries himself um, very well, so... Um, I'm blessed to have somebody like this in my corner. We'll go on the right side on the aisle. Uh, Scott Gritton goes 22 of 22 from the line, started I think five of six mm -hmm. from three. Were there shades this game that almost felt like the opposite of that 2014 game where one team just was too hot and it wasn't even like a X's and O's or how y'all were playing kind of game? Uh, normally the second game people are, you have tired legs and 11 for 24 definitely didn't show that. Um, so credit them for making shots. 22 for 22 from the free throw lines, outstanding, and uh, especially in the second uh, game and to go to a Sweet 16. And uh, defensively, that that I mean they're number one defense in the Big East, so they got a good defense. Starts with their shot blocker. And they got length on the perimeter and did a good job making it tough for us. But um, I mean, take the free throw line for instance. I mean, 
no one's guarding us there. And for them to go 22 for 22, it's felt kind of like their night tonight. Um, Farabello, I know, been struggling from the field, gave them a big lift. Uh, um, and you got to credit them. They're a real good team. Uh, and that's why they were ranked seventh in the nation at one point. And, uh, it wasn't like we lost uh, because we lost. They, they beat us today. Go left side on the front row. Scott, obviously after the game, a call Berner had the first uh, two days ago. Uh, was a plan to try to stop him? And did you feel like you maybe had to give up something outside because of that? Oh, de definitely. I mean, he's averaging 21 in the last five. And uh, it's pick your poison when you got a good inside outside. And uh, credit them for doing a good job. Uh, I, I agree with uh, LJ and Adam. Our bigs did a great job. But um, we had a lot of help. and. And, and which led to some opportunities for them from three. And we kept changing what we did. And they were a really good uh, uh, offensive team. They did a good job adjusting as well. Go back on the left side here, fourth row in the middle. Yeah, Adam, you know, Ryan went for 30 today. I mean, just talk about the challenges of guarding him. I know it wasn't just you, but just collectively to try to stop him. Seemed like he kind of had the hot hand today. Uh, yeah, you know, <clears throat> he did a great job of just you know, controlling his, his team at the end of the day. Uh, finding guys and, and knocking out shots. So credit to him. Uh, we knew coming in that uh, you know he was going to be their floor general and leader, and we want to do everything we can uh, to make it tough for him. But you know he just had a really good game today. So we'll go to the right side on the aisle. And Scott, with Keontae probably headed to the NBA draft, what's it been like this last year to have coached him and have him be part of the program at Baylor? I think uh, uh, he's really grown. Uh, I mean, when you come in as a freshman, you grow a lot off the court as well as on the court, and having L.J. Adam and great. Uh, uh, big brothers for him uh, really helped him, and uh, Key's Key's a, a fun teammate. The guys all really like him, and he wanted to learn from them. And uh, um, really credit his growth uh, all around, on and off the court, um, because of the, the the teammates he had and his willingness to grow. Go down here in the front row. Yeah, yeah, Scott. What are some of the major things you're going to remember about this team? Uh, it's a really, really a good group of guys. Uh, they like one another. Um, they're good role models. They're, they're uh, great for the university and community. And um, it was always a joy going to practice each and every day because uh, when you when you like who you're with, it makes it makes it fun and easy. A lot of times this this time of year, coaches can't wait to get away. Um, players can't wait to get away. And um, this group, uh, a special group, and. Uh, they deserve a lot of credit for the individuals they all are. Any further? We got another question back here. Yes, yeah, Scott. Uh, Scott, I was just curious. Was was it like a discomfort thing with Langston? Was that why he was kind of unable to get some run? Yeah, he he, he couldn't go today. So that was Scott Drew. Uh, pretty sad after all that stuff, I guess. Yeah. Sucks, man. Sucks. There's 16 teams left in this tournament: Kansas State and Jerome Tang. Being one of them, and the Baylor Bears are beat you not. twice and went farther than you. Put that in your coffee pot and drink it. Happy right. for him, but it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. All right, this has been locked on Baylor. Thanks for making your first lesson every single day. The odor on the floor. Uh, come back tomorrow. We're gonna talk about basketball. I think McKinnon's gonna the show tomorrow. I haven't asked him yet. We'll see. How. This has been all, all a little bit locked on Baylor.